Video Game Pulse. Episode 346. I am Millennium X17. And I'm Dark Katakito. And guess what? Oh my god, we found Kaz. There, there is a wild Kaz has appeared. Yes, I'm actually alive at this time of night. <laughs> mm. So how's everybody doing? Doing good? Uh, currently waiting for the NHS to get off their asses and sort out doctor's appointments. Yep, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Oh, I have a bit of a rant regarding that. Oh, boy. Uh, before we go much further, though, uh, it's been about a month since the two of us got sick. Yep. And we're still coughing. Yeah. Yeah, because you refuse to go to the doctors, and it's obvious you've got some form of infection. No, no there's it's no, not an infection. It's not. And plus, it's going to be completely useless. Oh, yeah. You don't understand how doctors over here work. It's it's useless. They work a lot better than here. That's almost scary to think about. <laughs> Granted, they also prescribe some insane shit that had never been prescribed over here. Yeah. But either which way, how's everybody been? Good. Side notes? Saffy. <laughs> yeah, we got we got a Saffy right by our feet who's doing, like, she's twerking out over here. Yeah, she's very, very excited right now. I think... I think Daisy curled up in the uh, pigeonhole. I put a towel in for her, but I'm not sure. It's gone quiet. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so it's either good news or bad news. Oh, bad news. I'm hoping she's up here because uh, since a few things happened recently, she has been a little bitch. Yeah, you want to talk about that briefly? Yeah, we lost the cat the other week. It's like two weeks ago now. I finally got the results back a few days later. It's like, yeah, there was no way we were letting him suffer just for them results. Uh-huh. The dude had cancer in the end. Aw. Poor boy. And it wasn't the rare form of cancer they thought it was. It was actually a carcinoma, so it started somewhere else. Uh-huh. And he showed no symptoms whatsoever till he swelled up like a balloon. Which, even now, astounds the vets that looked after him. Yeah. He had no issues. Well, we've had that with our last few cats that we've lost. We've been in similar circumstances where they've been yeah. fine with no symptoms, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, yep. And then, like, like three, say, four days later, two, you had two that had kidney failure. Yeah, that, that was, does uh, just come on out of nowhere. Yeah, because that's what happened with Spice, where he was fine, and then three days later, he was gone. Well, that's what happened to our old cat, Rhubarb. If the kidneys go, that's it. But yeah, with this. With cancer, especially a carcinoma type, it was expected that he'd have some symptoms. Yeah. 
and they were set when they did the exploratory surgery when he would filled up because they thought his bladder had burst and it hadn't. They checked every single organ, they found nothing. So there's only one place it could have been, and that's his brain. Yeah. And when you put when we put two and two together, he got diagnosed with dementia last summer. Mm. Didn't he? Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he had dementia. I think that was the start of a brain tumour and it just happened to affect him like dementia would. Yeah, possibly. And for people that don't own cats, dementia in cats post 10 years old is very, very common and usually very mild, so no one bats an eyelid at it. Yeah. They just lose the marbles a little bit and start having a few bits of odd behaviour. But I'm, I'm honestly curious now if that's what it was. Possibly. Because um, it would make sense. Yeah. They found nothing in his entire body, but obviously didn't have his head open. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And since then, we took Crystal for a jab the other night. And uh, Mum asked the vet then if it's to do with dominance with Daisy. Because Daisy has started actually attacking Crystal. Oh, boy. Yeah. Needless to say, we have to shut the cat in the living room because Crystal does not leave the living room anyway. Then we have to block the door off with a box just to stop Daisy getting in there. Mm. And she, every time she's attacked her, it's when we're sat in there so we've caught her immediately. But when I'm asleep during the day and mum's at work, we have to lock her in. Yeah. Needless to say, it's pissing us off. Yeah, big time. I can assume. Well, yeah, but we've also got uh, our cat Midnight Keeps attacking Safi. Yep. <clears throat> Though you've just came up with an interesting solution. Oh, yeah, it started spraying him in the face with a water bottle, and he soon learned. Yeah, that tends to do it with cats. I literally sprayed Though him I think mine once like in the it. face when he was acting up, and since then he has been all buddy-buddy cuddling with Saf. So, like, he got it immediately. He was like, oh, okay, I'll stop. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I actually gave Crystal a bath the other night, and she actually loved it, and she stunk, hence why she got a bath. <laughs> Crystal has no teeth, she drools yeah. a lot, and it stinks, because she's a crusty old Persian. Yeah, put her in the bath, bathe her with olive soap, and she was happy as can be, and now her fur is so amazingly soft. <laughs> She has gone into a floof. Cutie. Yeah, we don't know what the hell to do with Moo at the minute. Yeah. Because Crystal's a bit of a wuss. Daisy's a wuss because she runs off as soon as she's done it before Crystal can retaliate. But because of Crystal's past, being abused and that, she's terrified. Yeah. So we're up to here with it. Oh boy. Yeah. Not that either of us need that at the minute. Mm. I've not been on, obviously, because my health sucks. And my poor mother also had conjunctivitis all last week and a nasty sinus infection. As you do. You know, there's that, and yeah. I think also you've missed because your schedule has been all weird. Yeah, my health at the minute, my sleep pattern is all over the place. It's been normal, then it's been so backwards that it might as well be forwards again. <laughs> and then it's like this. 
Yeah, I'm struggling with that a lot. Yeah. And then it comes to the doctors. Oh yeah, I'm not sure if. (laughs) Yeah, I need to see a doctor because I've been getting severe migraines since last month, and I mean constant severe migraines that are flooring me. Mum tries to book in while she's off because. I have a bit of an issue where if I'm stressed, I will mute. I have no control over it. And the only person that can decipher those grunts is my mother. (laughs) So she books in while she's off work, well, tries to. Because she's got a week off in, like, two weeks. Oh, with no appointments. Not one single appointment with a doctor or a nurse practitioner. That was three weeks out. You know, three weeks in advance. And then she said, well, what about the week after? Oh, we've no appointments to book. So as far, the system was four weeks in advance, total, at our doctors. There is not one single appointment to book. Four weeks in advance. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, you can call on the day if you've got an emergency. That's it. And even then you're lucky if you get in. So how are people supposed to see the doctors? Radically. You get why we're frustrated with them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they changed my medications back in end of November. I think one of those is causing the majority of the flare-up. So I want to go back to my old one. And then I can try the actual painkillers they've given me again. You know, to see if that affects it as well. Because uh, with pain blockers, I do not react well to them. As you two found out when I started getting all those side effects several months back. Yeah, I remember that. So I can't take those because I'm getting all these other side effects right now that could be them, but I don't think it is, and I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. A day in the life of me. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's just usual suspects. You always cares fail. You know what I'm going to (laughs) do? I'm actually going to try CBD, because I am absolutely sick of it at this point. Might as well try anything you can. Well, um, a reviewer that lives near here that suffers with fibro as well, and her mum suffers with really bad arthritis, she ordered these uh, CBD drinks in, you know, sodas. Oh, interesting. Yeah, she has one at night. It knocks her out for six to eight hours and gets rid of all of her pain. Yeah, might as well try whatever you can. You see why I'm interested in trying it? Yeah. Not to mention these are made in the UK as well. Uh Uh-huh. They're not just some random imported shit from somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, at the minute, it's like, I have so little options, I'm willing to try nearly anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because I'm getting really frustrated. That's understandable. Yeah. It's like, I'm even thinking when I'm... Like, I'm visiting you guys this year, aren't I? Yeah. September? I'm even worried. Yeah. I'm even worrying about that now because I'm having so many issues even being awake yeah. at home. And I don't want to drag you two down. I want to enjoy holiday because I enjoy spending time with you two. Mm. Especially on his bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My... I'm sitting on his bed. I was going to say, don't take that out of context, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. My pet is very He has a memory foam mattress. It is the comfiest seat ever. <laughs> a lot of people were horrified when I said I spent fifteen hundred, fourteen hundred, I think fourteen hundred dollars on that on bed. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's way too much." Well, guess what? 
Guess what? Yeah. I damn near fell asleep on his bed. Yeah, everyone's in the chat saying that this is the wrong show. This is not After Dark. No, this is not After Dark. (laughs) Yeah, last time I was over, she was working mostly, so I was spending a lot of time with him playing um, Valkyria. Oh, yeah. The, uh... So, for side notes, what what else do we have? Um, not a whole lot. It's been a pretty slow month for me. Yeah. I know, like you said... 2020 we... has been a shit start to the year. Yeah, and year-end it has. Mine's mostly just been boring. Yeah, a whole lot of nothing going on. Um, Okay, so there's a few things that I've got going on, though. And then Dark Red, I think, has a few things as well. I was wondering if you wanted me to do that during now or during the uh, final bit. Either or. It doesn't Either bother or. me. Whichever yeah. you want to do it. I was say, if it's a side note, drop it in. Yeah, no, it's more anime it's related. It's more anime related. But at the same time, oh. it's side note as well. So it's up to you entirely if you if want to talk anime, about it. If it's anime, it's wiser to wait. That's what I was saying. Because we normally do anime all at once. Right. <clears throat> and you go off on a tangent and I normally have to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the, one of mine is, the, is anime related as well. But... Um, uh, Maiden Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul came out in Japan uh, back on, I think it was the 17th. And of course, North America, where it's Sentai's site still doesn't say when it's coming. It just says coming 2020. Yeah. So we're still waiting to see if we're going to be able to watch that or not. Or how, how far we're going to have to go in order to see it mm-hmm. is a more accurate statement. Yeah. Uh, however, mm-hmm. though, I was able to import the soundtrack from the Maiden Abyss movie. Uh, it's a Maiden Abyss soundtrack 2. From uh, CD Japan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that site. Kevin Pankin, at it again. At it again. Oh, <laughs> so good. You haven't even yeah. heard it yet. I love CD <laughs> Japan's site. Yeah, the uh, you've only heard one track. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, even that one track though was really good. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And yeah, then... if people in here want Japanese stuff, you CD Japan. It's very reliable. And then actually, that's a good segment. A good segue. Yeah to the uh the thing that I have sitting in front of me right now, which is something I've been eyeing up for the longest time. Yeah, I know, it's been a while. It has been a while since I first discovered this was a thing that existed. Is the uh and you didn't realize it was so fuzzy at the time either. I didn't realize it was so soft either. It's the Made in Abyss uh freeing brand limited edition Nanachi and Midi one eight scale figurine of that scene from Made in the Abyss. Yeah, from episode 13, The Challengers. Yeah, keyword being pathway. That scene. And oh my god, it's so good. I've yeah. not bought figures for a while. This figurine is like, it was not cheap, but it was well worth, I feel like. This is so uh, good. I'll go to answer that, I own several of them. Oh yeah, Build-A-Bear. Oh yeah, I've, I've already seen the Flareon. I've already seen the Flareon. She's seen the Flareon because I showed her it. Oh my god, you shouldn't have showed me that. I want it. <laughs> I have a side. I have a Psyduck sat right next to me. I also have an EV downstairs. There you go. The uh, For people in the chat, I'm about to post a picture of said figurine. A.K.A. anyone listening at home who's not in the Discord should absolutely join us so you can see things on the fly. But, it's a good time. Yeah. Build-A-Bear is my weakness. They had a clearance on when I went to get my side up. Yeah, so this is so, the Nanachi and Midi figurine. Instead of just side up, I ended up with two other bears as well. 
Yep. And then the uh, so for side notes for myself, uh, there's that I got the Made in Abyss two soundtrack that uh-huh. was really good. Uh, I need to get that to you. <clears throat> Not that you've had time to do anything though, because you've, you've been working a lot. Uh, and then there's two other things for me. Uh, Saturday morning, I thought it would be a good idea to start uh, installing. I got two games. The two games that I said I was going to get from Gamefly came in, uh-huh. uh, Control and Modern Warfare, the new one. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll uh, we'll install these, get these going, and everything will be cool and fine. And so it was like they've been there for a day or two, and I was like, all right, I need to get to this getting to because you never know when you when I want to throw it in and start playing. Yeah. Uh, I threw in the, con- uh, the disc for Control first, and it kind of just didn't – the, the disc – drive on my xbox one started doing that you know that weird sound it makes when it's searching for something and it just didn't do anything and i was like what took the disc out put it back in did, did it again i was like all right i took it out put the control disc back took out modern warfare disc put it in picked it up right away and started installing it i was like all right whatever i'll let it go it's not gonna take that long to install right <laughs> your disc drive laser might need cleaning it works perfectly fine. It hasn't done it since. Because uh, later the next day, I installed Control, picked it up immediately, and worked anyway. So I don't know what was going on with it that morning. It really wanted... I, I think it knew. I'd give it a check if I was you, no. just to make sure it's not the rollers of the laser. I think it knew that Modern Warfare was going to need all the time in the world to install. I put it in at around 4 in the morning. Uh. It finished at around 9.30 in the morning. Nice. Modern Warfare on disc is, uh, not on disc, but on my drive now, is 140 gig. That's disgusting. Especially most of these consoles only ship with a 500 gig hard Yeah, drive. it was insanity. Like, I, I went to, when I, I shut everything off after the fact and went to bed late Saturday morning, got up, put in control, and then it was like, okay, we can install this now, and then immediately started popping, oh no, you need to delete space, we need space for it. And I'm like, what? And I looked, and I was like, that's what I saw, Modern Warfare, 140 gig. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah, my PS4's hard drive is full, so I really need to get an external SSD for it. So that was a thing. Actually, no, I won't get an SSD because it's code and it'll knacker it. Yeah. I, uh, everything's installed on mine, though, and it's, everything's good and going and working now. Uh, not to spoil what I will be doing a, uh, first look on, but we've been playing a game. Mm. I've been playing, someone's been watching. I'll just, uh, add in, if anyone wants to put extra storage on the PS4, do not use a solid-state drive. Just don't. (laughs) Use a solid-state hybrid drive if you want a bit more speed than a hard drive. Because Sony's PS4 system coding will break a solid-state drive in no time. And since we have a load of gamers listening, I thought that would be a useful tidbit for them. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I des- I'm going to get a Seagate Fire Cuda for uh, my PS4, most likely. Nice. I'll use it as an external, but I'll get an enclosure for it and just put the firmware on that's needed. Because I still have PS Plus and my drive is completely full. And also old. Always helpful. Uh, and then my last bit of side note, though, is that uh, last show, three weeks ago, I made mention that I had just gotten those two new 1440p 144Hz monitors. And they looked amazing. They're working great. There's that one with the stuck pixel. It was stuck on green, but it was it's the YouTube monitor on the right-hand side, so it's not 
the worst thing that's ever happened, and it's more of a faff to take it off and send it back than it would be to just live with it. Uh, so there was a thing, and it, my ultimate conclusion after I played some games and did some tests with the high refresh monitors is that what I said last show was that I might just not be affected by the high refresh rate at all. So I was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's where the industry is going. And furthermore, it, it's not, it's not, it doesn't detract at all. You know, they're not that much more expensive than the 60 Hertz, 1440 P monitors. So it's not like I lost anything a week or so ago. I've been watching over the last month or so. I've been doing a lot of research for the upcoming computer build that I'm going to be doing this year, which is no longer going to be at tax return time here in a month, but in six months because, well, AMD didn't feel like launching anything worthwhile at CES. When in fact they launched something that gave them more problems than solutions. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be waiting till after Computex because that's the word when Big Navi, the big 5900 or whatever they're going to call it, is going to be releasing. You mean the 5900XT? Yeah, it's either going to be that or it's going to be 5950XT, or we'll wait and see what it's going to be called. Whatever. It's already it's... coming out, isn't it, that one? Nope, it's yet to been officially confirmed. There are rumors flying left, right, and center that it Jay exists. Jay was talking about yeah. it the other day, Again, I? it's the rumors are that it exists, but it has not been confirmed. That is the latest that I have. Uh, there was an investor call that Lisa Sue was involved with just the other day that uh, she said that more information could be found about the RDNA 2 cards that will be coming later this year at, at some kind of an investor analyst meeting uh, at the beginning of March is when more information will be coming. And that's the most official word that we have thus far. It's the 5700 I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's already been out since last year. Yeah, that's but that's not high end. That's mid-range. It's like 2060 level. 2060 super level is what the 57... No, well, it's, a, it's, 5700 it's sort plane. of between the two. Right, no. 5700 plane, yeah, 2060. But then 2070 to 2070 super are the 5700 XTs, depending on uh, how far up the ladder you go. Yeah, and Nvidia have dropped the prices on said cards because of the competition. Which is why we need it at the higher end. It's very yeah. necessary. I mean, if they don't bring out a higher end, you're probably going to be stuck with an NVIDIA chip. Yeah, again, I've already, I'm already processing a lot of the options that I could have because apparently NVIDIA is coming out with the 3000 series sometime at the end of March, beginning of April is when they'll at least talk about them. So then if AMD talks about theirs in Computex, which is a week before E3 in June... I'll be able to decide what I am going to end up do ultimately doing. I'm not against going with a, uh, a an RTX card if it's if that's the high end and AMD feels like sitting on their thumbs and spinning some more. To be fair, you don't need like a 2080 Super either. Currently, I'm that's twenty. I'm using a 2070 Standard Edition right now, and it is fine. The uh, I currently have on my PC part picker list just as like a price placeholder. At eight hundred dollars, I have a twenty eighty super sitting there, just as like a, a so I know what kind of uh, overall price I'm looking at for. And again, like I said, I'll wait and see after everything's known and what is coming. That's when I'll make that decision. Uh, the ultimate reason why I would I would be going with a, a higher end card like that is first and foremost, if AMD comes out with it, the competition alone, I'd want to support that just for the competition sake alone. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, I have 1440p, 144 hertz monitors, so you need a stronger card to be able to push that resolution at a higher frame rate. 
Which is what brings me to what I was originally going to be talking about before I got derailed with uh, Big Navi, which I, I love the rumors. It looks like it's definitely coming this year. But what I was, I was, I've been watching a lot of videos on uh, computer building, and I eventually landed on a Linus Tech Tips video on uh, mistakes to avoid while building a computer. I, I, I forget which one it was. There are several of those they've done over the years. And one of them, the guy said that he was like, when you connect your high refresh rate monitors, be sure that it's enabled in the control panel. And I was like, in the back of my mind, I, I paused the video. I'm like, well, these monitors defaulted to 1440p. Let me go check. And I bring up control panel and I look at it and there's nothing that says anything about refresh rate. And I was like, all right. Okay. And as I'm about to exit out, I'm like, wait a minute. I see something that says advanced options. And I click on that and... These uh these monitors have been at 60 hertz for most of the month of January that I've owned them. And I was like, oh, isn't that nice? And then I selected 144 hertz for both of them. And then I was like, okay, now we're going to have to retest again. I reran the same three games that I did the test on, which was Portal 2, Dirt 3, and uh, Call of Duty Black Ops. And Portal didn't really notice a difference at all. Keep in mind the age of that game. Yeah, though. there's that too. And then uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, I, I only ran one match. Didn't seem any different to me. The weird thing was Dirt 3, the racing game. It visually did not look any different at all. However, strangely enough, I was able to drive the car better on the same track versus at 60 hertz. Is really weird. But noticeable. I noticed it about halfway through the run. I was like, man, I'm doing really good. What What is going on? So it's not a visual thing, but I'm guessing it's all a matter of milliseconds at best. But you, you're able to react to what the car is doing faster because you're seeing it faster. Yeah, response times. Yeah. So that in a racing game, the high refresh definitely seems like it's going to make a huge difference. The thing is, as well, the higher refresh monitors give you graphics cards a workout. Yes, it did. Find, that did lower the performance, which again is the other reason why I, I'm kind of going great. Which is why I'm also not upset or afraid to overspend on my graphics card because have anybody in the world like other than the fact that the money you spend it is it like is it oh is it going to be like oh no I spent too much on my graphics card it's too high performance is anyone going to complain about that? I don't think someone would. I'm guarantee you, there's someone out there that would probably complain about it, but I'm not gonna complain about it. If it's, I was if, gonna say, if my I, GPU is not getting hammered enough with a standard monitor. Yeah, well, that's the other thing you gotta realize is I have two monitors, and yeah. I multitask heavily on both monitors: game on one, and then YouTube and like 20 other tabs on the other. So I've got a lot going on. So for me to overspend on a graphics card, not gonna be the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah, my 2070 can absolutely hammer games, but I only have a 60 hertz cheap ass monitor right now. It does what I need it to, but I think it'd get a hell of a workout if I got a slightly better monitor. Which eventually I do plan on doing, but vet bills and all that, I'm not wasting that sort of money right now. So I get a 144 hertz panel. It's gonna jump up a lot in cost compared to this one. The uh, would you be doing 144 hertz at 1080p or 1440p? I'd probably go for a 1440. Yeah, the that definitely would hit the graphics card way harder. 
But to be fair, though, uh, as much as I thought it was going to be a nightmare for my current RX 480s, they are definitely being troopers right now at 1440p, yeah. 144 hertz. They are still sufficiently playable. Now, granted, I'm using 10-year-old 10 10 plus games in order to judge this by... But then again, I don't really have any newer modern games on PC that I play. So other than maybe say Factorio, is well, about to hammer it. It really well. It would if you get a super base going. But at the same time, it's still over sixty frames. It's not a problem. Saying that though, when I say fourteen forty, a ten a ten eighty p might be fine because the resolution for ten eighty p is just that perfect size that I can still see it. A 1440p res, I might have issues actually seeing it. You can upscale uh, text sizes. Oh yeah, I know, but it, it kind of annoys me when I do that sometimes because it zooms the text in, but not the actual window frames and that, and it just looks so out of whack. I know. I like the I like these 1440p monitors because the pixels per inch rating on it is so good that it's it's really good. It, it, that alone improves image quality itself. Yeah, if I can actually get a high refresh rate 1080p monitor for a decent price, 24-inch over here, I'll be alright. That's the X Factor, because I was going to say, there are a handful of them that are around the 180 to 200 mark that are decent. But then again, I don't know about, oh, are they available over there? Yeah, that's the thing. A lot of them are not available in the UK. So it's a bit of a pain. <laughs> mm, definitely. The weirdest part, though, is when I put the monitors at 144 hertz. And this is the part that I can't explain at all. And it's a good thing, though. So I'm okay with it being the way it is. But that remember that stuck pixel I keep talking about that was in the middle of the YouTube monitor? Mm. At 144 hertz, it visibly looks smaller. Right. And that's I, on the same resolution. Yeah, same resolution. Higher refresh looks smaller. Dark God has seen it, and I had to point it out to her. That is bizarre. Any word on this? Are you still here? Hello? Hello. We're putting Dark God to sleep. Read what she just <laughs> said on Discord. <coughs> yeah. She's paying zero attention to us. Oh, yeah. But you saw that I had to point it out to you. What, the pixel? Yeah, that stuck pixel. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was super tiny. Yeah, it's even harder to spot now than before at 60 hertz. I don't understand why. That if makes no sense me, at all. If it was me, I'd spot it immediately because it'd stick out like a sore thumb to me. Not even, not anymore. Uh, when you come in, you know, in September, I'll I'll be I'll like turn it on and I'll be like, go for it, find it, and I'll see how long it takes you to find it. Probably it probably depends what color the screen is, but if yeah. it's like mine is right now, gray, I'd probably see it in five seconds flat. I can put it on a, a solid gray screen on that monitor, and then you, you can look all you want. It is very hard to spot now, which doesn't make any sense as to why refresh yeah. rate would affect it in that manner. Yeah, normally, unless it's just decided to unfreeze itself. No, it's still stuck. It's still stuck green, but it just... Maybe part of it unfroze. Man, I don't know, but at the same time, <laughs> it's less of a problem than it was before, meaning that my decision to just deal with it is actually not a bad thing at all, because it's even less of a problem now. Now you actively have to stop and look for it, and I know about where it is. That's a good thing, at least. So, it's... It's fine yeah, by if me. I, if I bought a monitor with obvious dead pixels on it, I'd be... Oh, no absolutely mad yeah here's the problem though if it was a dead pixel or if it was stuck red i probably would have gone through the hassle of pulling it off and boxing it back up and and you know rma yeah. it 
it was stuck green and it was a stuck pixel, not a dead pixel, and it was stuck green. So it's only really noticeable on a dark section when that area is dark. And furthermore, now that at 144 hertz, you have to specifically look for it to find it. Yeah, like I said, mine's just a cheap 60 hertz, so I don't really have any issues. Mm. These these monitors here out on our computer now are actually 60 Which, by the way, because I got those... Uh, two 1440p monitors, my old gaming monitors, the, the Asus uh, 24-inch 1080p's are now out here, and we have the dual monitor set up out here, because that, that monitor stand works so good for this 27-inch heavy monitors that I knew these were going to be no issue whatsoever, so now our new VGP setup is we got a, a 1080p monitor on the left that has uh, Audacity and Discord up, and then on the right-hand side, we've got the monitor flipped up vertically for all the news. Which works well because it's more like a newspaper. Exactly. It, it looks amazing. Dark Eyed's still not paying attention. No. Yeah. I, the thing is, I'm listening to you, but I'm also paying attention to the chat. Yeah. She's going crazy she, on her phone in the chat. She can't multitask like I can. It's more just I'm waiting for you guys to stop with the techie talk. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days she's no, going well, to have to learn. I wasn't even looking at the chat at that point. I was looking at the, uh, I got the McDonald's app on my phone and I was looking over the menu. Because, yeah, I mean, we're really hungry. Yeah, we are hungry. I was going to uh, say, just be wary with that app. It's got some issues. Eh, like okay sending so your order to the wrong store. We're not going to be ordering it over the app anyway. Yeah, that's a major issue over here, and people are so pissed off with it. Uh, I don't. The only one that I've used that I've tried to use is the Pizza Hut app, and the reason why I don't use it for our local Pizza Hut is because our local Pizza Hut has a very severe, obstinate issue with the term "extra sauce." Yep. You have to physically stand in front of them and do like hand gestures and. Like, construct a giant narrative as to what extra sauce actually means. You have to tell them, put the paintbrush down and grab the bucket. Yeah, I use the Domino's app. If we go inside instead of through the drive-thru, we can do a scan thing to get a large fry for a dollar. We'll worry about that when we worry about that. Can you tell I'm hungry? Can you tell I'm trying yes, to move yes, this yes. along? Yes, yes, yes. You're trying to move us along. All right. I was like, look at these pictures of food. <laughs> <laughs> well, why didn't you actually get a snack before the show like an adult would? I mean, I had pizza for lunch earlier, but that's about it. Pizza's Wait, not going should... the distance? I was going to say, that should have filled you enough for the show. Yeah. You're severely overestimating the amount of food that we have in this house. Yeah. And that's why you two need to start actually doing some grocery shopping. Oh, we do every day, every uh-huh. once in a while. I do. Because you do. Mom she doesn't shopping. We have food after I go shopping. It's true. You're efficient at the supermarket. Yep. Either which way, I believe it's time for us to move on. Hmm. Uh, so uh, news. News.
All right, it is now time for some news. Hey. Uh, we've got 12 tabs up, but that makes it sound like we have more news than it does. It is true. A lot of these are one and dones. Uh, the first one, I'm guessing, is not one of those tabs. There'll be some discussion on this. It'll oh. actually be interesting to get your thoughts on this guy, too, because, uh, yeah. So, Pokemon Home has finally had some details revealed for it. Yeah, they dumped them out literally less than a month before it comes out just to keep the fans quiet. Oh, people are not happy about this. And that's why I think I agree with you. I think they waited to reveal this until it was close to the launch date because they knew people were going to be pissed. And there's already been a lot of backlash regarding Sword and Shield. Because, uh, well, not only that, like the Sword and Shield stuff, a lot of that is really, really fucking stupid. This, however, I get what people are coming from with this one. So the long and short of it is that Pokemon Home is going to cost. Uh, on this article, it's in pounds. I don't know what the dollar amount is going to be. Probably about I think the it's same, about twenty bucks. Yeah. Or it could be that. Probably yeah. in the I think it was about twenty dollars. But yeah, it's going to cost fifteen pound a year, or probably somewhere in the fifteen to twenty dollar range a year, not including the cost for online, which is already twenty dollars a year. So there's your first issue, is that uh, they're trying to charge for this online service when they're already charging for the online service in itself. So that's the first thing that people are pissed about. And the other thing is that there are... Uh, well, first off, before we go back, there is going to be a free version of this, but it don't got shit for content. I was like, going to say, look... drop, drop me the link for the article purely for the fact your voice sounds like it's about to go kaput. No, my voice is fine. It's yeah. not. You sound stuffed up to hell and back, so uh, just drop it to me. <laughs> Yeah, so it's going to be a basic and a premium version, and the basic version, like, don't have shit for features. Like, just it the... does the bare minimum of what's I'll just read in. out the things here, because mm. there's actually a clear table on this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yes, they will make it so you can move Pokemon from Pokemon Bank. You know that lovely little basic one on the 3DS that only cost £5 a year? Mm-hmm. But, if you have the free version of this... Home, you cannot. Second, number of Pokemon that can be deposited, basic, 30. I have more than, what, seven times that in my Pokemon Sword computer right now. Whereas the premium version is 6,000. And then you've got this Wonderbox thing. What was the Wonderbox again? Eh... I forget. There's a bunch of new features that they're adding, and they're bringing the QTS Wonderbox, back with this. Wonderbox is for trade around the world. It's the GTS. No, the QTS is different. Well, it says you've got the GTS. Oh, that's specifics. Wonderbox is Wonder Trade. Oh, okay. So surprise. It lets you trade again. when the game is not in use. So it's pretty much Wonder Trade for the sound of it. So yeah, if you do this on the basic, what this Wonderbox, you get three. If you do it on premium, you get 10. The GTS, as we've now found out, was stripped out of Sword and Shield because they're putting it behind a paywall. Mm, and that's where a lot of people are really pissed about this one. You can, Yeah, you can only uh, put one in on the basics, so at least you get the option of one. But why should the GTS, the GTS be locked behind an app that's not in a game? I was going to say, we haven't even gotten to that part yet. The GTS no, is worse not. than people are talking about. Because and then premium, you get we'll three. Get there. Room trades, another new feature, which is something or other. 
And that's oh, the one you where go. you can set up a room you can, for people to trade in. You can create a room with up to 20 people for all those in the room able to trade Pokemon. But you can only participate on the basic version. You can host on the other one. And, and the then premium. the judge function. Unavailable on basic, available premium. Yep. And then, if that wasn't bad enough, here we go. They're also splitting it into two different versions of Pokemon Home. There's going to be a it uses one account and a mobile device version. It does use one account, just to clarify. It does use one account, which that is probably the only thing they got right here. But but this one, right? The mobile device version is the one that has the GTS on it. Why the ever-loving fuck? I swear to God. I'll go. I'll go over this table now. I cannot wrap my head around it. Right, so, version differences, guys. The Nintendo Switch version, you can move Pokemon with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. The mobile version, you cannot, which makes sense. Moving Pokemon from Sword and Shield, again, makes sense. Switch, not mobile. But then you get this. The Nintendo Switch version, you cannot trade Pokemon. You have to use the mobile app. Not everyone has a phone. Receiving mystery gifts. Um, this makes zero sense because mystery gifts go into the game. Yeah. You cannot receive them on the Switch version of the app. You can receive uh-huh. them on mobile only. Again, mobile only. Check the news and check the battle data. Those two make sense for mobile. I'll give them that one. Those two, that's fine for mobile. And then but on the, a the Switch exclusive... You can exchange Pokemon home points for battle points on the Switch version. Well, that makes sense, again, because those go into the main games. But yeah, there's also three plans with this. You can pay £2.69 for a single month, £4.49 for three months, and, oh, it's changed to £14.39 now for oh, they the full it? year. That makes zero sense that the chat... It must be to do with the... I think that's just going off the current exchange rate on the website, but there's oh, no possibly. way they'll charge that in store. They're always to a set price point in the UK. But yeah, they're saying it's still coming out in February, but not when. Yeah, that's the other thing that was really weird is that they did not give a specific release date. Even though if it's coming out in February, you should damn well know what day it's coming out at this point. Because it's uh, January 29th right now. Like, February is right around the corner, fam. Yeah. I know, it, even though the 30 days are cheapest, when you actually work it out, it's a rip-off. The only real, the cheapest version is pretty much getting the year plan. Yeah, and the thing is, is that I've seen people going around trying to defend this, being like, oh, well, Pokemon Bank was also a paid service. Yes, it was, but here's the thing. Pokemon it Bank was $5 a year. A year and it was not also on top of a online subscription anyways. Hey, the, the Nintendo 3DS, all the Wi-Fi stuff was free. Yeah, Wi-Fi was free on the 3DS, and it was only $5 a month, or $5 a year for Pokemon Bank. This is $20 a year for uh, Nintendo Switch Online, plus probably $20 a year for this service. Yeah, people go on saying get a family membership, it's cheaper. I'll say right now, not all of us have this option. Yeah. Like, I'm in the UK. I can't have a family membership with, say, you two. Yeah. Because it's a different Nintendo service. Uh Uh-huh. So I have to pay full. 
Yep. Yeah, it's not a huge amount. It's cheaper than the PS4 pro, uh, Plus, but PS Plus, to me, in my opinion, is much more worth it. It is. Currently. It lets you play online, yes, but you also get free games every month. And some of them are AAA titles. Mm-hmm. Like, this month it's £104 worth of games, which is more than I pay in a whole year for the games. You know, for the actual service. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh... <laughs> they're also well, saying. to say, this isn't going over well. Again. They're also saying at some point, <laughs> Pokemon Go compatibility will be coming to this. They mentioned it, but they haven't said when that's coming. Like I, said, I don't really agree with putting Pokemon Go Pokemon in the Pokemon home and then being allowed to put them in the games because that game works so differently. I mean, it's what they did for Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee as well. So I kind of saw that coming on... anyway. But... but with that, it was sort of working on the same shit. Um, Sims 4 was one of ours, Alga. I can't remember the others. Like, for the life of me, I cannot remember what the other games were. So, yeah. Good things from Nintendo all around. We'll see if they back down on this or not. They've really screwed it with this one. Yeah, the, uh... Because if it was just the Nintendo Switch Online membership, that would have been one thing. But to also have an additional like $20 a year on top of the $20 a year we're already paying for it, that's where people are really pissed off with this. I mean, and again, it... GTS on mobile. What the fuck is... Why? Why? I was why just you do say, this to me? The, uh, the double paywall with Amazon's you know anime strike, that worked out so well. I know, right? Everybody loved that. Everyone loves double paywalls. Should we move on before y'all explode any further? Probably. <laughs> All right. I thought you were just kind of sitting there just trying mm. to avoid the rocket. <laughs> mm. Moving on. Uh, okay, this one is an interesting thing. And we're going to have to wait and see how this shakes out. But a Dallas court has overturned a patent lawsuit against Nintendo's Wii and Wii U controllers. Uh, federal Isn't court that Dallas... from those uh, patent troll morons? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, a jury had previously ruled in Dallas Division of the Northern Texas District Court in September 2017 that Nintendo's Wii and Wii U controllers were infringing on iLife's motion sensing patents and awarded uh, $10.1 million in damages to iLife. However, in January 27th, or January 17th ruling of this year, uh, the court ruled that iLife's patent was overly broad in covering the, quote, concept of using motion sensors to detect motion and invalidated the patent, also nullifying the previous jury award. Uh, it is the last of six patents that iLife asserted against Nintendo, with the others, with the other five uh, invalidated in 2016. Yep. So that is actually a good thing. That is, yeah, I like that. Uh, because I like, as Cass said, it was a patent troll the whole uh -huh. way. So, And those are way... It is way too easy for patent trolls to do what they do. It's it's quite honestly a joke. Oh, yeah. Anything else that needs to be said about that? Not really. All right, moving on. Like I said, a lot of these are one and dones. <laughs> uh, Riot Games' $10 million lawsuit settlement has been blocked as officials say that the studio should be paying more. Oh, boy. Which one was this again? Uh, Riot Games weren't paying overtime or or their wages for their employees. Oh, that one, yeah, yeah. 
uh, became public back in October 2018, shortly after discrimination complaints first began popping up. Eventually, employees staged a walkout protest at Riot's L.A. offices. An investigation into the company launched by California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Uh, Riot Games announced that it had agreed to pay $10 million settlement last month and just needed a judge to finalize it. Individual payouts would differ depending on length of employment, contractor, or or full-time status, uh, with around 1,000 workers expected to receive a portion of the money. Now, according to the Los Angeles Times, California Department responsible for enforcing fair employment rules is objecting to the settlement offer, preventing its approval. According to them, Riot actually owes as much as $400 million in back pay. Oh, God. Uh, they, are, they also aren't happy about the settlement. It doesn't include any enforceable changes to Riot's policies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riot Games is disagreeing with the uh, with the $400 million price tag. Labeling it as absurd. Mm. Yep. See where this goes. That's about all there is for that. Other than that's a a pricey tag. Oh yeah. So yeah, we'll have to see how that goes. Moving on, a uh, a Joy-Con stylus attachment has been patented by Nintendo. Interesting. Could be interesting. As of right now, that's about as far as it goes. Yep. It was originally filed in June of 2019. Hmm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, if it ever becomes a thing. Moving on. Like I said, there's a lot of one-and-done news. Oh, yeah. Cyberpunk 2077. The release date has been delayed from the April release window to moving it to now to September 27th, 2020. (laughs) You don't realize when I'm still... Doing 2019 as a year when oh, I, I whenever I write it down, I, I always still do I that. I do it too. I know it's been delayed to September 17th, 2020. Mm-hmm. That is a hard thing to say when you're trying to say it fast. It is. Uh, and there's also a statement here. They have it on their Twitter account. Uh, currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. The city is massive, very complex. Uh, yeah. Sheer scale and complexity of it. We need more time. Finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. I'm okay with I'm this. I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly Take okay with it. as much time as you need. There's been all sorts of rumors and speculation about Crunch at CD Projekt Red and the status of development in this game. As much as it sucks, and it's terrible right now, the state of the AAA industry with Crunch time. Uh-huh. The more polished it'll be, the better it'll do in the long run. I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, and apparently it's not rumors. CD Projekt Red came out and admitted it. That doesn't mm. surprise me. Yeah. And I do feel sorry for the workers, especially the fact that, you know, with the forced overtime. Mm-hmm. I've been there. Oh, yeah. I know what that feels like. Maybe I only have an idea of what that feels like because they had it worse than what I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the status of Cyberpunk 2077. Moving on. Microsoft... Uh, and the NSA have confirmed that there is a new uh, killer Windows 7 bugs. Windows 10. Windows 10. I say 7 because that's going to be the next. No, it's in a couple tabs, I think. Yeah, it's the last tab, as a matter of fact. Uh, no, the Windows 10 bug. Uh, Microsoft revealed that there was a fundamental flaw in Windows that affected Windows 10 cryptograph- cryptographic library. And then uh, there was a patch of it, uh, updates have been issued to fix the issue, which is specific to Windows 10 and Windows Server. 
it goes into dis- into actual explanation as to further as exact technical details behind it. Uh, I'm not going to pretend to understand any of it. Yeah. But yeah, there it is an issue, and that is why you probably should be updating your Windows regularly. Yeah, the long and short of it, as far as I understand, is that it allows uh, malware to pose as like a yes. banking site or like a legitimate application yes. or like something else that you would you know use personal information to access or download. So it'll mess itself with that, and the this flaw will allow it to pass the check. So definitely make sure you get that patch if you haven't already, because you know now that it's out in the wild, I'm sure everyone's gonna be. And there's also another uh, bug out there, not specifically for Windows 10, but there's an exploit with Intel CPUs, um, and this the bug itself is called Cash Out, and it's something to do with how uh, different malware can now access the L1 cache on Intel CPUs, and like specify what kind of information it wants to pull off your computer because of this. Yeah. I only just heard about that one today. Uh-huh. So, yet another Intel problem. Yes. How many is... issues has Intel had recently? A lot. I'm glad I switched to AMD. Yeah. Yeah, and again, it's it's a, as far as the CPU side, Intel is getting kneecapped hard even though they're still making a ton of money. <laughs> the amount of market capital that Intel has versus AMD, AMD is still a small company by comparison. But AMD is now a significant road bump on uh, Intel's, you know, travels and they're not happy about it, yep. which makes me ever more happy. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. NBA 2K20 had, now has a a commemorate for Kobe Bryant with an in-game tribute. Uh yeah, so this past Sunday, uh yeah, basketball we didn't even talk about Yeah, that. basketball player Kobe Bryant was killed in a helicopter crash. Uh the tribute uh goes up to two K games using NBA two K series to honor the basketball player as well. Uh the update has already gone live. Yep, and that's the picture of it right there. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. That's it, really sad. Here's the thing though, we don't know sports at all. Mm. We're here's the thing. <laughs> Our parents know sports even less yep. because when I first heard about it, our mom told me about it and she was like, a famous baseball player, Kobe Bryant, died in a helicopter crash. And I was like, okay. And then as soon as she walked away, I'm like, Kobe Bryant isn't a baseball, baseball player. player. Yeah. <laughs> and then See, I checked I, and I'm like, I oh, saw right. it. I saw it because, as you know, I follow aviation stuff. Yeah, the uh, I heard about it from uh, my friend Kyle A, his channel. Like he's very much into sports, so a lot of people on his uh, Discord were talking about it like yeah. immediately. Yeah, and, and and furthermore, as soon as it it, it, it like ten minutes thereafter, uh, our mom came back in and we were like, "It's not a baseball player; he's a basketball player." And I was like, "Yeah, that's what I thought." I, I was like, <laughs> "It happened." And she said, "I was like, all right, okay." And I was like, "That sucks." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, Kobe Bryant? That's not a." baseball player that's about our level of sports knowledge so yep. the well, fact yeah, that it takes that long sp- to register and i don't have a lot of sports knowledge i but because i watch avia uh, follow aviation stuff i found out about it that way mm. yeah, it right, definitely right. sucks. I, I actually follow the ntsb's public channel on twitter so they keep posting about it as well so i'll yeah, be able to find yeah. out what actually happened when it's figured out Mm. Mm, yep 
And it's also really sad because it wasn't even just him. It was him, no. uh, one of his daughters, and seven others. Yeah. They were all killed in the helicopter crash. I would love to know what the hell happened to that because those sort of helicopters are pretty damn reliable old birds. Yeah. I don't know if anything's come out for the cause of the crash yet. <laughs> I would imagine oh, no, it's, it's high profile early. enough that it's going to be investigated thoroughly. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all right. Keep in mind. NCSB, as soon as it happens, they're out there investigating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're already, they've already posted their investigating. Yeah. And have, well, have for... bluntly said, stop speculating. Yeah. Yeah, they'll figure it out. They always do. Oh, yeah. They're good about investigating a lot of stuff. Well, that's what they do. Yep. Uh, anything else for this? Not really. Uh, moving on. Uh, a League of Legends tournament has been delayed due to the uh, China's coronavirus. Oh, dear. Uh, the League of Legends Pro League uh, was due to return for its second week of matches in China on February 5th, 2020. However, the uh, the league's English Twitter account has now announced that the tournament has been postponed with no due date for its return currently set. I was going to say, have you guys heard about this virus? Oh, yeah. They've There's already somebody... shipped, Amer- they've shipped Americans back from Wuhan. And put them in quarantine for 72 hours. The Japanese have shipped theirs back. Other countries are doing the same. England's just left a grandmother with COPD and low medication there. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Moving on, next tab is actually related to it. Uh, and that is the Plague Inc. developer is uh, commenting on coronavirus following a spike in sales. Uh... Long and short of it is that after after every single kind of virus outbreak worldwide since the launch of Plague Inc. eight years ago, the game always gets a huge boost in sales because yeah. people are like, oh, we got to figure out how this is going to spread, yada, yada, and what have you. Yeah, yeah. Herein lies the problem. Uh, Plague Inc. is a video game and not a scientific model. Yep. And the creator, James Vaughn, uh, is commented saying that, uh, seems that uh, it's trying to remind people like it's not scientifically it's accurate. It's not real. It's not real. This is a serious issue, and speculating based on a video game aren't going to help. Yeah. He says right here, the coronavirus outbreak in China is deeply concerning and received a lot of questions from players uh, and the media. Why are the media asking him questions? I have no... Because you know the level. paid. I was going to say, the level of, of competency in the media at this point in time is so low... That you shouldn't even question that. I mean, to be I honest. mean, look what Zal just said. This is actually becoming problematic. A British lit, a British couple. The woman's Chinese, but she's lived over here for so many years. They've got a te- like near teenage kid, right? The British government said the child and the husband could come home, but the mother couldn't, even though she's lived here for well over ten years. Yep. So right now, I was going to say, England at times and the UK in general is some of the worst area for racism. And Sal will probably back me up on that one. But yeah, we re- I re- heard about that earlier in the in the uh, media because it's literally hit every single media platform. Why can she not come home just because she's of Chinese origin? Yeah. When she's lived here for over 10 years. It's a so that would shambles. make sense. 
Yeah, it's yeah. a bloody shambles right mm. now, this uh, stuff going on. Yeah, I definitely have my eye on it. Oh, yeah. I've been. It's all over the news, so you can't help but keep an eye on it. Yep. Uh, moving on. Unless there's anything else that needs to be said about that. No, not really. I don't think so. Not right now, anyway. Uh, Ubisoft sues a website that has uh, allegedly facilitated DDoS attacks on Rainbow Six Siege servers. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft. A, st- a website that allegedly sells subscriptions to a server that distri- that does distribute uh, denial of service attacks on Rainbow Six Siege players. Uh, the lawsuit filed on Thursday uh, against the website SNG.1. Uh, the outside website sells plans to companies that want to evaluate their security of their website. According to Eurogamer, when Ubisoft went to investigate, they found out they could get access to servers from Epic Games, Fortnite, EA's FIFA 20, and Call of Duty's uh, Modern Warfare, or Activision's Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and more. Yeah, they they just do they use this service to overload the network, which I guess the website's design is to test your security, but problem is that other people can access it to do it maliciously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm hearing purring in my ears. <laughs> yeah, she's walking on the desk. She's gone up the other end. Yep. She came out and demanded cuddles. Daisy, get your head out of my computer. Alright, yep. Yeah. It's a thing right now. We'll see how... We'll keep an eye on this one to see how it hmm. progresses. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. I don't know how, how much fair, of a case they actually have, yes? If it's DDoS attacks and they're doing it maliciously, go ahead and bloody sew them. That, was my, that yeah. was my initial thought as well. Mm. If yeah, they've they got proof that it's them doing it, you go right ahead and sue their asses for being dicks. Absolutely. For sure. But the problem that I have, though, is that this website may not be the ones specifically... Well, surely uh, they've done the research and so what? being malicious though they might be culpable and as far as to how far and and liable they are for it i don't know the specific legal the thing is stating if they're just the host the big hosts and uh this lawsuit's looming on them they'll help ubisoft find out which clients it is Hmm. that's true too yep no, but like I said, we'll have our eyes on this one. This is an interesting brewing story that's just started Yeah, up. just a bit of a side note on that. I think someone was actually DDoSing the Pokemon Sword and Shields online the other day. I was wondering about that. So it was definitely a... Uh... The server was disconnecting. It was kicking us. It was just not picking anything up. It was lagging even more than normal. It was horrendous. Yeah, because, like, the service is not great to begin with, but it's not normally that bad either. Like, it was noticeably, like, really struggling. Yeah. Uh, anything else that needs to be said about it? Not really. Not really. Moving on. Uh, Phil Spencer confirms that Xbox will be at E3 2020. Okay. E3's becoming less and less relevant. With everyone pulling out. Well, and here's the thing. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. It's a very bad idea because it's the only time that major publications will ever pay attention to the video game industry. 
the New York Times and the a Wall Street Journal aren't going to send journalists to 20 different events across the year to yeah. cover what one company says about video games. They're just only going to go to this one event. Yeah, yep. and everyone is pulling out of it. Sony and Nintendo have pulled out. And again, it's it's only due to the fact that a lot of these companies are like, oh, well, we don't like the links. Well, then stop trying to be like TMZ. Yeah. You're going to tell me that, oh, it just happened. No, it didn't. That's not how that works. But yeah, Sony's not going to be there. And again, it, it with Sony not there, the show does seem empty. And it's only going to facilitate more people pulling out, which is not yeah. a good idea. It's... That's the one time of year that a lot of people look at to see what's going on in the video game industry. Average gamers are not going to pay attention to 20 other different events across the year and know what is I going mean, on. I for God's sake, even we don't. Yeah, we'd, I, we're, like, we're I, quite heavy gamers and we really don't pay you know, like, full attention to stuff. For Specifically for this show, I, I look at a lot of news. I still don't even really watch uh I, I look for news articles after the fact on like say it's uh Gamescom, Tokyo Game Show, uh and then E three is the big one we cover every year, but uh, that's about it. I don't really cover any other events. Yep. I don't really look into it in any real severe um, uh, managed, you know, thing like every once in a while nintendo will have a uh a direct and then i'll usually find out it about it on the day from dark god yep. oh, and it's man. like okay i'll i'll find out what happened after the fact i don't even really watch them uh-huh. yeah and the thing is at the minute a lot of the news has just been coming from shit i've been reading on social media mm-hmm. as well like the kit guru articles normally come from me it's like, I'm not watching some huge show just to find out this information when it's right there on a news feed. So they're just going to get less and less audience on these things. Yeah, I know. It's not a good idea to uh, make E3 less relevant. And I think a lot of the push for it is due to the games journalists who uh, complain about E3 being such a hassle, which... I would love to go to E3. That'd I be would fant- love to go yeah. to E3. Fantastic. Okay. But here's the problem, great. though. What do you think is more of a hassle, going to one show and having to cover 100 things or going to 20 shows and covering five things each at each one of those? Mm-hmm. Like, that's more travel. That's more time out yeah. for you. It's less things to see. What do you think they're going to complain about more? Yeah. Yeah. Traveling's not easy. <laughs> it really is not. Yeah, this is true. And I don't believe there's anything else for that tab of news. And then we are now off to the final tab of news. And that is that Windows 7 has officially ended support. And also had a patch since. Yeah, there's that too. Because they screwed some up. Yep. Uh, the expiration date on Windows 7 was January 14th, 2020. Yep. Uh, here's the fun part, though. I've been hearing a lot of buzz on the fact that there are still ways to upgrade 7 to 10 for no money at all. Uh-huh. And I'll be testing out some of them later this year when I upgrade when I get my new gaming computer up and running and officially going. Both this computer in whatever form it's in at that point in time and my uh my current gaming computer, the big red tower, will be getting upgraded to Windows 10 as well. Uh 
from what I've been told is that this article right here that we're looking at right now is that that free uh, update to uh, that uh, went from 7 to 10, even though it officially ended a long time ago, people are saying it still works. <laughs> well, with the Windows 7 now, when it updates, it's pushing full screen notifications to upgrades at San. Yeah. It goes even further more to that. The thing is, is Windows 7 updates broke years ago for most users. So there's that yeah. as well. <laughs> uh, what I've also been told is that another thing you can do is if you go straight to Microsoft's website, you can download uh, Windows 10 ISO for either Home or Pro. Uh, and go with whatever version of Windows 7 you already have on your computer. So for this computer specifically, it's Windows 7 Home. And then for my big red tower, it's going to be Windows 7 Pro. Uh, get the said ISO version of Windows 10, whether Home or Pro, that'll match yours. Take the code, the, the actual like uh, key code off of your Windows 7 copy. Update your computer for to Windows 10 at, with that ISO. And then put in your Windows 7 key. And a lot of people are saying it works, <laughs> which is what I'm going to be doing for both this computer and the big red tower. Well, that's, that's awesome. how do you think the free upgrade works in the fr- in the first place? It used the key. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I they think did that's it. still still available to use. I'll say this though: Windows 10 really is not that bad. <laughs> well, they've had if a few years to version. work it out. Yeah, and furthermore, it's like at this point in time. The ship has sailed as much, even if let's say that you don't like the way Windows 10 looks. Like I said, the ship has sailed. You need to get on to Windows 10. Windows 10, the more open about the privacy stuff, and people think, oh my god, it's spying on me so much more than Windows 7 did. When in reality, it's not. It's exactly the damned same. It's just more in your face so you can see it. I mean, Windows 7 telemetry was just as bad as Windows 10's. Yep. But, uh, and Zaldera made a good point. Just get open shell. I've been heard. I've heard about that. I, uh, I still use classic shell, which is its predecessor, and it works great. Yep. The uh, For my new gaming computer, I already have my new copy of Windows 10 sitting in my dresser drawer in my room right now. Uh, I got the... Uh, the Windows 10 Pro 64-bit OEM version. I was going to say, please tell me you got Pro version. <laughs> yes, I got the Pro version. Uh, what I'm going to do, though, is... And this is kind of the weirdest thing, that they still sell that on a disc. Even though this new gaming computer that I'm building here in a couple of months' time, sometime this year, won't have a CD drive. Just get a portable DVD like I have for mine. I'm not even going to do that. What I'm going to do is that the disc is going to be its own thing... It, I'm not even going to put it in. It's never going to be read. I'm going to open up that cardboard envelope that it came in, find the 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 code Download that came with it. Download the ISO and put it on a drive. Exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. Smart Download idea. the Windows 10 Pro ISO straight off Microsoft's website. Download it straight to a thumb drive and then put that in when it asks, you know, when it's time for me to install the OS, plug it in, da 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 and then type in the code yeah. that I got for with that Smart with that uh, OEM. See, I actually do have a portable DVD player, which, wonderfully enough, is region unlocked, so I can use American DVDs in it. Mm. Oh yeah, that's nice. Which was great when you got me them Sailor Moon DVDs, because it just works and I did not have to buy any extra stuff. Uh, The only thing I'm not sure of is I've been told that the OEM version of uh, Windows is tied specifically to 
the motherboard and can't be reinstalled to to it, multiple things? Um, it can be reinstalled. You just sometimes have to contact Microsoft to do it. Right, like if you put here's, a new hard drive in. Here's my catch, though, is that technically speaking, I'm not installing the Windows 10 OEM that I got. I'm installing the ISO and using the code from the OEM. It'll still so I act don't like it's an OEM. It still will? Okay, that's it, what I'm figuring. It should do. Usually it's yeah. the code itself, not the actual thing. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't expect that this gaming PC that I'm going to be building sometime this year is going to be changed terribly much. My current Red Tower, I think I only ever changed the graphics cards once. Well, if it if you change a hard drive or a solid, well, system drive, if it breaks and you change it out and it doesn't work, just call Microsoft and they'll sort it out in five minutes for you. Yeah. Uh, as far as my system drive on this new computer, it looks like it's going to be a 512 gigabyte Samsung 970 Pro NVMe. Mine so the is likely- just a standard Samsung evo i think it's an 850 so a 970 pro nvme i'd imagine has enough shelf life that it's not going to be an issue as long as you keep it cool it the the motherboard that i'm current the motherboard that i'm currently sitting on is the rog strix 570 board and that one has uh it's the the chipset fan itself uh is on like a what do you call a heat spreader that extends over to both of the nvme drives i'm actually using a rock strix in mine don't you have the 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 x470 version mine's the b450f gaming okay so it's one of the uh cheaper ones but it does me fine yeah but that's the thing. I'll worry about that later this year when yeah. it. Like I said, I'm probably I was not say, going to be upgrading it. You're probably going to be building it. that when I'm over there. No, it'll already be built by then. Because here's some the thing. Because here's the thing. Computex is in June, so June second to the sixth, I think, is when Computex is. AMD's keynote is probably before then, so either June second or first or somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, at that point in time, everything will be known that's coming this year. Both yeah. AMD and NVIDIA, and at that point in time, decisions will be made, budgets will be finalized, uh, and you know what uh, parts will have a better idea because everything goes in and out of stock all the time. I'll have yeah, a better also idea then. Keep in mind, in September, shit will be cheap because all the kids have gone back to school and they put sales it, on. Irrelevant to me. As it stands, it'll already be six months past when I wanted to build it, and it'll have been a full year of planning. At that point in time, July 2019 is uh, when I started the PC part picker list. And that's about more or less if I wait for an AMD graphics card this year, that's probably when it'll be coming out because AMD loves that seven nanometer. So it's seven, seven, July 7th is a Tuesday. So that's if they're coming out with it, then that's when I would imagine they would be launching it. That would we'll actually to wait be a see. problematic day internationally. Because AMD's. That's a year when there was a terrorist attack. The yeah, day, well, that seven seven bombings. Well, it, AMD's not gonna, it, it, you know, it's not gonna affect them. It's, You'd be that's surprised when they, they, how much big companies will came, uh, pay attention to that. They uh, launched the fifty seven hundred and the fifty seven hundred XT last year on seven seven. So that's their that's their chosen date. Yeah, it's also seven seven's pretty much our version of nine eleven. I didn't Except, know that. 
Yeah, it's when the London bombs all went off. That's when I, uh, that's like I said, that's when I'm imagining more or less by June I'll know when and where and what, and that's when I'll make more finalized decisions as far as the gaming computer goes. Until then, my PC part picker list keeps swinging $300 in either direction. I'll worry about it when I worry about it. So how much is it at right now? The core computer itself is looking like it's around the 2700-ish dollar mark. Jesus. Plus or minus. I think right now it's 2650 give or take. Uh, if you put in the price of the monitors and Windows 10 that I've already paid, it looks like it's going to be about thirty five to 3600 Yeah, that's pretty expensive. Brands Currently, counter, I think it's sitting at around right about $3,400. Yeah, it, so. will, it will be more expensive than it is in pounds, obviously, when you look at it. Because of the exchange rates. Yeah. I mean, Again. mine was... 1100 and something when I got it. Oh, yeah. Uh, like I said, though, that's a that's a thing for later this year. More information will be coming on it when I have more information on it. And no doubt you'll be showing that off to me when I'm over there. Oh, yeah. It'll be good. It'll be running. It'll be... By September, like I said, it will definitely be already be a thing. That is absolutely already that. going to be a thing. As far as to what graphics card, like I said, currently I'm sitting on, as a placeholder, I'm sitting on an EVGA uh, 2080 Super for the Win 3 Ultra. It's just for the fact that with tax, it's a smidge over $800. I'm actually using an EVGA graphics card as well. From my research, EVGA seems to be the higher end. Uh, even the lower end products. NVIDIA card makers. Yeah, even the... Like, cheaper-end products, they're still pretty solid. Like, mine's the Black Edition 2070, which is one of the more budget options. Mm. The only issue I have with it is the fans refuse to kick in, even when it gets hot. I've been told a lot of people do manual fan curves for those I cards. Have, I have to turn the fans on or off. If I'm, You know, if I'm hammering it a bit, I just have to turn them on and that's it. Mm. And again, like I said, my options, I'll have to look at the uh, the RTX 3000 series. I'll look at the 2000 series, see if they've got discounted at all. I'll see what AMD is doing, if at all, and decisions will be made in June. And not really going to be much else to be said about it until then. Yeah. So, anything else for the news? I think we're put uh, Dark out of sleep again. The thing is, one of these days when a laptop goes kaput, she's going to have to learn anyway. Oh, but by then, hopefully, the uh, the Ryzen laptop processors will be out. There's already some look... out, but they're not particularly powerful. Well, no, right now, the ones that were shown at CES weren't actually the 4000 series. It's like, right, you can't even get customs with AMD chips in at the moment. Yeah, we'll see what they are when they're out, and hopefully, if anything else, they'll add more pressure to Intel to compete better, which is we always need, a good we thing. We need laptop competition because laptops are so expensive. Yes. You want the sort of power I'm running in this desktop? You're going to be paying three times the damned price. Mm -hmm. Easily. Anyway, that's all we have for news. Should we head on off to the first look? Hey. Alright, it is now time 
for a first look. Gasp. I played a video game. Gasp. I know it's shocking. And Dark God watched me play it. I was going to say, you should point out the fact that I twisted your arm to for- fucking force you to put this in. Because <laughs> you didn't want to, and I was like, too bad, we're playing it. Yeah, you, you, you mean, were, what he's would you call- playing it. Yeah, were, you could be considered were very interested in wanting to see it. Mm. And it was like, no anime. And I was like, no, too bad. We have two days to do anything this week because then I work and then you work. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we started playing a game. I yes. played it. You were watching. Control. Very fascinating, this mm. one. Remedy. Remedy. Back at it again. Uh, published by 505 Games. It is, uh, yeah, developed by Remedy Entertainment. One of my favorite developers... Still to this day. Still to this day. Oh, I yeah, think it's they're fantastic. <sighs> yeah, they're they're extremely good. They uh-huh. do a lot of good stuff. Uh, Control is a very interesting game, and the fact that I didn't play it at launch because I heard a lot of generic things about it uh-huh. that made me feel like, all right, well, I'll check it out at some point. Because here's the thing: all the footage I've ever seen of the game makes it look like a generic kind of shooter, third-person shooter of some sort. Yeah. And I haven't really heard anything (laughs) specific about it. And now that I've played the first, say, two hours or so of the game, what I can officially say is that anyone out there who's just ignored it, because a lot of the games journalists haven't really said much anything about it outside anything generic. I've heard decently good things about it on the Internet, but not a lot. Let me tell you right now. This game is a mystery thriller that has really grabbed our attention in a very big way. Oh, yeah. I'm so invested. Right now, concurrently, the biggest problem that I can see with this game is that there's it's a third-person shooter with no cover mechanic. Yeah. And that's kind of weird as it to is. why that, that's yeah. a case. As to why they didn't have any kind of... It's not even like, oh, it's not good or bad. It's There is no. There is no, like, press B to suck up into cover at all. There's none of that. So it's kind of bizarre in that aspect. But outside of that, the story in this game is really interesting. Mm-hmm. That is actually a good point. I'll just point out Max Payne didn't either. Yeah, Mac- well, Max Payne was older game. That was that was uh, 2001. Did Alan Wake? Does Alan Wake have a cover mechanic? Not really. But here's the problem, though, is that that's not really an action shooter in the same manner that this one is. True enough, but still, you are being chased by things in Alan Wake. It's a little bit different because with Alan Wake, it's you got to use the light to shine light on and then shoot it. It's more yeah, of a Max Payne do this does not either. So. It's more of a, a horror game re- in that aspect. Yeah, so this is kind of just Remedy's track record. Max Payne 3 was it, uh, wasn't developed by Remedy. It was done by Rockstar. Yeah. So th- that's about the only thing right now. And I don't know how much of a problem it's going to be going further into the game. What I can say, though, is that it's it's not that much of a problem as long as you don't run into every situation. I think Dark had seen that a lot oh, yeah, of my play yeah. style is you, you go to a back and bait things to come to yeah, you. What I do is I trigger scenes in order to engage and then I back out into a more advantageous position, usually yeah. corridor and yeah. then fun- have them funnel to me. And then I can, I can duck and weave my way in and out of either like a doorway or a, a pillar and, uh-huh. and take things out a lot easier that way. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, control is an action adventure video game developed by remedy. Yeah. Yeah. Five, five, it revolves around. Okay. So the federal bureau of control. Yes. Is the, uh, the organization setting. that we are set in. It's the setting and the organization that, the the story surrounds around a very 
like it's fascinating because ultimately my question is is okay as a government entity what is it doing yeah what we is it we don't quite know yet what the purpose of the organization is <coughs> outside of it seems like they are collecting and containing dangerous things yeah it's kind of whether like whether it be there's a lot of or entities or yeah, other things there's like a warehouse 13 meets uh, uh SCP, scp containment breach scp kind of. containment breach oh my god i have such hardcore vibes of scp from this game there are so many things that, the way the uh, the documents that you pick up that detail certain things just like everything the way everything's laid out like it is so reminiscent of SCP. Like it is, it really took me by surprise. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Al Gazero in the chat, I have not played Quantum Break. I heard a lot of mixed things about it. However, after the first two hours of what I've played from Control, it makes me want to go back and play Quantum Break. Yeah, yeah, we should. Cause it, it just seems to me kind of weird how the reception okay, on this remedy. game. We should not be doubting remedy. Yes, it's the, the reception is so mixed on that game and this one. But then all of a sudden. All I've seen from that game and this one is generic footage, and then all of a sudden when you play it, it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's a lot more going on here. Oh, yeah. It's a very visual storytelling of a show-don't-tell. Mm. There's a lot of contextual clues. Uh, in, like, there's a lot of very small environmental details that yes. we've been trying to pick apart and theorize about. And we've picked out a lot of good information from it, and it's very interesting. So... The game opens up with your main protagonist, Jesse Fodden. Uh, she's entering into this building of this some government building, mm -hmm. and she's talking about how the, the, the status of, of of what this entity does. And you enter into the lobby of this building when the game starts up. The building is already in lockdown, but then you start noticing weird details that are very bizarre. Uh -huh. The the front receptionist desks has a keyboard. Oh, it's not a keyboard. It's, it's a, a typewriter. It's a typewriter, <coughs> and there's like an old school telephone and a Rolodex there. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, what? And then you. And look... that was one of our first things when we saw that. We were like, "What year does this take place in?" Yeah, that was our thought. We were like, "Okay, where is this taking place in?" Which we don't find out till a little bit later. And then, what year is this? Because I'm seeing all this like Rolodex and and it's uh, like a it typewriter. had like a very like 40s to 50s vibe to it. Yeah, it, it, and then eventually you come to this room that actually has like a, a a pneumatic tube mailing system. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the building, I'm like, what year is this? It's still modern day, but then all of a sudden you look at first when you're first in this lobby, you look at the receptionist desk, you see this, and then you look up at the logo of the building itself, and you get this weird like kaleidoscope vision that appears in your vision. Yeah, yeah. And it's like it's not really explained, but it's kind of weird. But at the same time, it's not. It doesn't stand out terribly bad. You work your way over to the the right hand side. You see these metal detectors, and right next to the metal detectors, there's a sign there that says "No technology past this point." No modern technology. No modern technology past this point. And it literally says no like cell phones, no smart no. devices, no. It what it, what happens is you go through the metal detectors, <laughs> and there's a document on the far side of the thing. You pick it up and you read the document, and it says, uh. It's, it starts listing off no cell phones, no smart watches, no smart devices of any kind, no number two pencils. That one has stuck out to us as being really weird. The other that that one and the other one are the ones that are really stands out because yeah. there's also a line about um, no like iconic imagery. Yeah, no no iconic imagery. Uh, what was the exact wording they I used? I don't know what the exact word was, but that was more or less. What they it used an actual very advanced word from like psychology. Yeah, yeah. 
about iconic items or representations. Furthermore, you go into this facility and then you look at a vending machine and the you're expecting like I, I made the joke as I walked up like okay where are the Snickers? I look in, it's just there's like white bags with black text on it, chips, candy bar, uh, pistachios. There pistachios. Were many, many pistachios in this game. It's just like. And that stopped me down. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and then you, we look back to and that point. Of, it's like no iconic imagery. No iconic like, imagery. Okay, so we can't have any like brands or anything like that. But we don't know why yet. It's it's very it's bizarre. So and, it's just like, and I even made the same joke as well. Zaldera is right now. So no number two pencils. What about number one or number three? Yeah. And uh, It's weird though. But yet pens are allowed in there though. There are pens, yep. It's it's the the contextual storytelling is fascinating and how it works itself and it, you work your way through the this metal detector. There's a security office off to the side. You go in there, you look, you see, find out that this place is on lockdown. It's like red alerts are going off left, right, and center about uh -huh. how there's a containment breach and there's some override is and in place. And I think that was the first thing I said. I'm like, oh, it's SCP. Little did I know that this is literally like it is SCP. Like, holy shit. Yeah, and the usual suspect YouTubers that would love this haven't played haven't it. Haven't played it yet. Like, nobody that I watch has played this, and I really want them to. Yeah, so far, the first two hours have been fan fantastic. Like, okay, so, so the first thing you do, you go up the stairs around the corner from the security office, and you go past a bunch of these pictures, and it's like, one of them is of the lead scientist in the building that looks exactly like you Colonel made Sanders. You made the joke. It makes, it looks exactly like Colonel Sanders. I thought that he was like, hilarious. He like, goes up to this picture. I'm like, Oh, Hey Colonel Sanders, what are you doing here? And he lost it. I was like, Oh my God, it's true. This is true. It looks just like him. Oh this upstairs God. area is where the mailing tube system <laughs> is. Uh, the second picture you come to is of the janitor of the building who has his back to it. It's a picture very, of his back. I'm very suspicious of this janitor. Like, I'm getting vibes off oh, of this I guy. Think it's a, I think it's like a Bruce Almighty kind of thing. Uh, yeah, where that's like, what I That said. might like be Bruce the Al ultimate being of the whole facility. I think it is. I can absolutely see that being kind of like, you know, the God Force or like the origin of, you know, the thing that's happening. Yeah. And then the last picture you see on the wall of this is of the director, uh, who was this Zachariah Trench is his Zachariah name. Zachariah Trench, yep. Uh, and so he's the director of the building. And then it weaves you through this office area where you start going around this. Uh, this there's this office in the center. There's like meeting room, uh -huh. kind of like giant boardroom meeting room where there's a telephone uh, in there. And there's also carts of alcohol everywhere in this building. It's so true. I'm very and We picked curious. up on this. And alcohol and also cigarettes. Yeah, alcohol and cigarettes. Everywhere in this building. The cigarettes specifically are called Black Pyramid cigarettes. And I've picked that out because there's also a lot of pyramid imagery throughout there the is, building as well. There is. There's a lot of Black Pyramids on and, like and, paintings and, and, I, and stuff. After a while, I came up to the conclusion that maybe the nicotine and the alcohol in your bloodstream kind of works as a defense mechanism to certain things that happen within the facility. Which, yeah, I can see that depending on what kind of entities they're dealing with. Yeah. So that was the thing. This, uh, this like board meeting room that you see is like a glass thing where you can look in and you see it. It's very well lit, whereas the hallway you're in is very dark, dimly lit, so it uh -huh. brings your attention to it and then eventually you start working your way around the offices around this meeting room eventually you get to the other side of the this, this glass meeting room and then i came to the conclusion i'm like wait a minute there's no door into this meeting room yeah and then all of a sudden we turn around and oh hey there's a wall behind us now yeah there's suddenly there's a wall appears behind you and you're like uh 
And then all of a sudden the janitor's around the corner and you actually physically wrap 360 degrees around this room and the building has shifted and is completely different now. Yeah, yeah. And then you start working your way back around to where those <laughs> pictures and portrait were and where the portrait of the janitor, you have this conversation with the janitor and he acts very weird and kind of out very, there. I'm very suspicious of this janitor. Yeah. And then he's like, like he oh, knows some shit. He, he's like, oh, in order to go to the interview, just, you know, take a right or no, he says, take a left here and go to the elevator and then just straight ahead. And it's like, Okay, you go past these portraits again where there's Zachariah Trench's portrait again. And then where the janitor's portrait is, is gone now. And there's an elevator there's there an now. There's an elevator right where the janitor's picture was. You go so up. Like, oh, God. <laughs> you, you either go up or down. You don't even know what direction you're going in yeah. in this elevator. You get off the elevator and it's just this long, giant I mean, corridor. I this probably could be going diagonally probably. Now. Yeah, yeah. It could very well be that case as well. You go down this corridor after you get off the elevator and it goes into this giant room. There's so there's a lot of pictures of the director everywhere that are looking at like it looks everywhere, like everywhere yeah it looks like no matter where you stand the director is staring staring at you, at you and it's yeah. so freaky it is like he follows you around yeah, everywhere I was like that is the weirdest looking picture of all time <coughs> what happens is you eventually get to this giant door that they're leading to you at the end of this hallway and in, in front of this giant reception area you open the door. As you get to the door, there's this loud sound from the other side of the, in within the room. You open it up, and then from a far distance away, you see the director's desk, but then the director himself is on the floor dead, and there's a gun next to him. Yep. And it looks like he shot himself. Yes. And you're like, what the hell is going on? You look around the room. There's more alcohol and cigarettes. There's other weird stuff. There's also what I pointed out was on his desk is like an actual small black pyramid. Yes. Which that looked very out of place. And I was looking at it, like, I was surprised he couldn't interact with it in any way, because it looked, compared to everything else on his desk, like, that stood out immediately as being something weird, and something yeah. that didn't quite fit with everything else. Eventually, you're led to the point where you're, you're told to pick up the gun that's next <laughs> to him, and it looks like a revolver. You go to pick it up, and then all of a sudden, weird voices start talking to you in your head, and then you're like teleported to, like, what is called the astral plane. A.K.A. the tutorial. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> Kind of looks like, I don't know, it's like a cross between Code Lyoko World meets Inception. I kind of, I was getting vibes of uh, Super Hot. I don't know if you've ever seen that Yes, game. I have seen that. Yeah, I was. it kind of looks like the uh, the one from Super Hot as well. Yeah, it, I, I call it something like from Code Lyoko meets Inception with a flavor of Super Hot. Yeah, it's a good like way that to kind describe of blank it. abyss with like blocky... Uh, things around. Yeah, that, that, that appear and disappear as you walk past them. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's really freaky. You start, f you get you get to fight with the gun. Uh, you actually get to shoot some, uh, uh, some like, generic dummies that are coming after you. It was interesting, though, because one thing I picked up from that was that these things that you're fighting were, like, kind of just generic black figures, but they were called copies. Yeah. Which stood out to me as being significant. Yeah. So hopefully we'll learn and, more about those later. It, even though the, the gun you picked up, it looks like a revolver, it acts more like a semi-auto because it yeah. has like 12 or so rounds, and then you don't actually have to reload. You just you shoot to a point where it runs out, and then it'll uh, it, you have to then let it recharge. Which is actually really cool. I like it. I it's like a lot it. better. It's, it's a different Anytime system. Anytime I don't have to worry about ammo is fantastic. Yes, you don't have to worry about ammo, so you don't have to worry about hoarding it. And then, you know, you get a really good weapon, and then, oh, I'm out of ammo for it. i got to use something else I for know. a while. No, it's just that. That's your weapon. Uh, there's, there's, it seems like there's a whole system where you can customize a weapon to make it act differently depending on what kind of mods you put on it. Haven't even really touched the surface of that. 
all I have on it is I, the only mod I found so far is like a, a reload faster thing yeah, where yeah. it recharges faster, which is nice. Definitely nice. Uh, after you go through this sequence in the astral plane, you come back out. You're still next to the director. You still have the gun, but then all of a sudden you're you're like in a series of flashbacks. Or, or like th- like images and, and, and voices are like beamed into your head and you're told like you've passed the test. You're now the director. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it's like, okay. And then they're like, you now have to deal with the threat that's invading the building. And you're like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> what? <laughs> you go, you hear, you're told, you're told, go to the door. You go to the door. You open the door to the director's office back down the hallway that you came Everything is red and black, and there's three p- figures at the far end of the hallway that are like black silhouettes that are like hanging from the like they're like floating above the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then they drop down and start coming after you. It's like <laughs> it's freaky as that hell. That was a very intense segment. Yeah, and then you you shoot them, and then from there, you go into the facility. You look deeper to try to figure out what's going on. That's about where we're gonna leave it. The only thing I'll leave though is that as I'm walking past back through this uh-huh. hallway, it suddenly occurred to me like, wait a minute, there were pictures of the director. Yep. And I'm like, so I st- you saw me. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I'm like, wait, no. I turn around and go back into this room where I we said this director is kind of staring at you at all times uh-huh. and looking at you. It's now a picture of your character, Jesse. Yep. And they're everywhere. And I'm like, when did this picture get taken? Oh, my God. It's so freaky. It's the same background and the same outfit that the other director was wearing, but it's now her instead of him. And it was like, yeah. oh, God, that's some, like... <laughs> yeah, that it's... Was, that uh... was a freaky moment. Yeah. Yeah, mid-review, all of a sudden, we've got a purring cat in our ears now. Yeah. I think you'd rather have a purring cat than shouting cat. Yeah. She's yeah. currently lay on my arm. Yeah. It's like, as soon as I saw the picture, I'm like, oh, God, that's some, like, Twilight Zone shit right yeah. there. There's a lot of Twilight Zone, Twin Peaks, uh, Warehouse 13, kind of uh, SCP. SCP. From a distance, I've looked down through a window at an angle, and there's a jukebox in, like, a, a, in a giant... In a like a cage with like five levels of security on it and i'm just looking at this going what is going on down there yeah and again i hate to keep bringing up scp but there's uh that one room in that game where the uh, i forget exactly which one it is but the mask that transports you to the other dimension that you find in a very similar kind of containment chamber where you go in and like it's sitting on a pedestal but there's like you know five layers of security around this thing that you have to get through in order to get to it yeah so that was like so many things about this game remind me of that, but yeah, the uh, oh, it's really good so far. Like I'm super invested. Yeah, in this it game. it definitely is going places, and uh, we are definitely fully on the ride. More oh, has yeah. happened. I don't know how much more we can talk about. They they've talked about uh, there are objects of power mm-hmm. in the game, and then something Again, about a lot of altered like world much, events. Like yeah, kind of like Warehouse Thirteen, where yeah, they send it, people out to investigate these things and like try to contain these objects. Yeah, it. <sighs> So far, we found out that the the Federal Bureau of Control is in New York City, New York City, and the place is called the Old House, the oldest house, the oldest house, and it's a building that can cloak itself, and you can't find it unless you're specifically looking for it and know where to find it. Yep. So yeah, it, so the building itself is like an it's very Warehouse on Thirteen in that manner. Yeah. Yeah. So so <laughs> far, two thumbs up. This has definitely got our attention in a very big way. Yeah. Uh, as it stands for a first look, that's a pretty good place to stop that it right now. Written, it, yeah. written by Sam Lake. Uh, Sam Lake is very good. Very good. Yeah, he's the one who wrote Max Payne 1 and 2 and Alan Wake and also 
voiced and starred as Max Payne. Yes. So he is definitely uh, very talented. You can tell he likes his Twin Peaks and Twilight Zone and SCP and just. Yeah. So far, it's really good. On an original Xbox One, the game runs a bit chunky, but playable. So what is this game actually on? Uh, it's on Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and Microsoft Windows. Yep. Oh, so it's not. Uh, I think it's not on Steam. Not yet. It's coming to Steam in August. I checked on my thing yeah, this morning, yeah. and it was coming in August. So I think it's probably on the Windows Ten store. I would imagine. Yeah, probably. something I don't touch. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have I'm the correct to... version of Windows Ten to actually really run a lot of the new stuff. I will be having that right version. And yeah. I will be doing so because I also will have to do it because Game Pass. that's where Forza Horizon's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm currently using a much older service pack, which I really need to get around to letting it update. But at the same time, after the botched update on my laptop, I worry about doing so. Fun and excitement. Yeah. Fun and excitement. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing Forza Horizon with my wheel that's been collecting dust in the corner of my room <laughs> because it works on the PC. Guess what? Uh, and furthermore, also at high refresh rates. That'll be interesting. Because my, my 4K TV is also a high refresh panel. It's a 120 hertz panel. So that'll work. And I don't believe there's much else for a first look. So far, the game is phenomenal. So far, the game seen. is so interesting. Like yes. I'm super invested in this. Yeah, and the difference between Control doing weird shit and Death Stranding doing weird shit is they did weird this shit, one, right? Here's the thing: they don't just throw weird shit out there and leave you with nothing. There's weird shit is happening, but you're given threads There's and strands. There's a lot of clues. There's, There's a, a lot, lot of things. contextual storytelling going on. There's you're a not lot just of environmental storytelling. You're going you're on. not just Weird shit happens and you just have to go with it and you might get an explanation later. There, there's a lot of threads that lead you towards explanations, but it also gets your mind thinking about what other kind of explanations you could come up with yourself. Yeah, because a lot of what we have kind of theorized about so far from what we've seen is like stuff that we just happen to be walking by a desk and we see a sticky note on a piece of paper that has like a weird word or terminology written on it. And we're like, oh, what does that mean? And then we look it up and it's like, oh, this is a term related to psychology, you know, talking about this. And it's like, okay, so why is that there? What could this be related yeah, to? We're, we're, we're paying very close attention to the surrounding environment. Yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff that's just background fodder. Like signs and other yeah, things. That you can't really read. There's <laughs> newspapers that you can't really make out. But then there are other notes and what have you that can be... If you zoom in on it, you can read it. And a lot of it has a lot of interesting terminology and other kind of different quips. Like, there's one sign that we keep seeing around where it's like, um, make sure not to touch the mold. Yes. It's like, don't spread the mold. Don't make spread sure the you, mold. Make sure you wash your wash hands. Wash your hands frequently. Yeah. Make sure Check yourself no at the end matter. of the day. Yeah. And don't like, spread the mold. And it's like, what it's is like, this okay, going so on? what is the mold? What is this related to then? It gets you thinking in a manner. It's not just weird shit for the sake of weird shit. Yeah, yeah. It definitely... There's two, there's, cats, a lot there's of two categories too. of weird shit. Uh-huh. There's weird bullshit. <laughs> and there is there weird go. shit done right. Yeah, you could tell a lot of care and attention went into the environments to convey 
like reading between the lines that encourages you to look for subtle yeah. clues in the environment. Because there's like a backstory with what happened with Jesse that led her to this place because A, she found it, and B, suddenly she took an interview that involved uh, you know, her becoming the director out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. And she wasn't even expecting that. Yep. And so there's that, and there's so many different stories going so many different directions. There's uh-huh. people within the facility that we've seen that we don't know if we can trust them yet or not. It's it's and very that's fascinating. something that I really like that I have to point out because not a lot of games do this, but when they do, and if they do it right, it makes it a lot better, is especially for like a horror kind of thriller setting, to have other characters there in the building with you that you can interact with and learn different things from. I really like that. Not a lot of games do that. Mm. A lot of games are like, oh, you're in a scary place by yourself and you just got to do the thing. But like when you're in a scary place, but there are other NPCs um, Guys, you what are you thinking at? Then. You're making some the real, you were, someone was thudding on something and it was really picking up. I have no, I have no idea. idea. Was there a cat in a cat the- tray? No, no, there's nothing. All I could hear was literally in the background. That's weird. I didn't hear, I didn't anything. hear anything. Yeah, it might just be you. But, uh, yeah, it's like when there's other NPCs that you can interact with, suddenly that gives a whole new dimension to kind of the environment and everything that's going on with it. So I really appreciate when games do that because you don't see it a whole lot anymore. Yeah. So it's definitely a fascinating game. The writing is brilliant. If writing you like is great so far. Any like Twilight Zone, SCP, any of those, you're going to love this game. This oh, So yeah. far, this is really good. Absolutely. And that is where we're going to leave this first look for now because we are way over time. And I yeah, just have time. to cut in. And we need to get back to this. I just have to cut in and say, Zaldera, see yourself out the door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Final thoughts? Final thoughts. You're you're doing alright because my recording is at one fifty eight twenty right now. Yeah, we're at one we're at two twenty two. But I'm going to be cutting off at least 35 minutes for the start. But at the same time, that still makes us over time. Oh, well. So who's got what for final thoughts? Not much. Not much. Uh, Anime. What have we been watching? Let's not go Uh, on a big anime discussion because that will kill it. (laughs) Yeah, y'all. We saw season two of Amanchu, which was good. And then it was weird. And then it was good again. Yeah, there was a detour in the middle. There of that. was a bit of a detour in the middle the... of that one that was utterly bizarre. Yeah. Oh yeah, Al Gazeera is talking about uh, interspecies reviewers. I'm going to watch that. It's not. It's still airing. Yeah. It only just started technically. Yep. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of those there. Oh yeah. So uh, what did we watch before Monchu? I can't remember. Okay, what we were watching as of the last show, we cannot remember for the life of me. Yep. Which tells you about how good it probably it'll was. It'll come back to you right after the show. Probably. Probably. After that, it was then my choice. And at which point in time, I we started watching Carol and Tuesday on Netflix. Yes, Carol and Tuesday. Uh, that was phenomenal. Carol and Tuesday was amazing. Holy I am, shit. I'm always a sucker for uh, music, music anime, and this one had a lot of it. And, and the other thing I really liked about Carol and Tuesday was that it had varied music. 
It wasn't just you following the same artwork. Yeah, it wasn't like Love Live where it kind of sounds the same. Kind of sounds the same. No, there were so many artists and so many different styles of music. Genres, yeah, it's everywhere. music in Carolyn Tuesday that was so good. Yeah, it was uh, Shinchiniro Watanabe was the director of it. And I'm even hearing people that know more than me that Carolyn Tuesday might even be the same universe as Cowboy Bebop. I could see that, actually. I could absolutely see that being the case. And that is, that's amazing. First off, that's actually the case. Uh yeah, so that, I can see that music is phenomenal. I love that show; it's so good. Uh huh. That was really really good. Furthermore, the Crunchyroll Anime Awards still borked it again. They put Angela from Carol and Tuesday as an antagonist. She's not. She's not an antagonist. She's it's not same an thing antagonist. For the last several years, they keep putting people in that. If you only watch the first three or four episodes of, you can go, oh, I guess I know what this character is going to be. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, people that nominated Angela as an antagonist didn't watch the whole series. Oh, yeah, the Mermaid Sisters. <laughs> oh, the Mermaid Sisters were amazing. They were great. That was the best thing ever. <laughs> it's so sad that they got cut off. That was That's garbage. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, no, Angela is not an antagonist. Like, Angela needs hugs, man. Like, oh, ah, my God. It was so good. But like, yeah, they, Her last arc was so powerful. Except, of course, the very end of the last episode, that troll at the very end was not appreciated. Oh, my God. That is not funny. Like, oh, will we continue? Dot 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 in your mind. So I'm like, yeah, don't do that. No, that is not funny. No, that is not do okay. not do that. I hope that there is another season though, because that would be that would fantastic. be amazing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was good. Uh, and then after uh, Carol and Tuesday is when we when then watched uh, Amanchu season two. Yes, that ended. We kind of skipped three or four episodes and then went uh, to the end of that because the second season was subpar uh the second season started off really good i was like yes. the first like five episodes were really solid and then it took a very strange hard yes. detour hard supernatural turn and then back and on then went back that, to yeah, being fantastic weird. again after yeah. they got they got it out of their system mm. there were like yes. three episodes that we skipped because it was just like weird hard left turn out of nowhere supernatural stuff that's never been in the show before yeah uh isekai and then it was Cor- right back to diving again yeah isekai quartet we're not watching because that's concurrently still airing we're gonna wait till it's done and then binge it uh yeah and then um after Amanchu, then it was my choice and we've only seen i think three episodes of the one so that far, i chose yeah. uh since it's the 2020 <coughs> a lot of people have been making their best anime of the decade lists and one keeps popping up in everyone's list that I keep seeing. And I'm like, uh-huh. I've known about it. I've had it on my list forever. Uh, I went back all the way to, I think it was either 2011 or 2012 is when this one came out. It is, uh, in English, it is from the new world. It is called Shinsekai Yori. So far, we've only seen three episodes of this. And it Very is really fascinating. Yeah, they're dropping a lot of hints in that one of stuff going on. There is stuff and it is going on. Oh, yeah. So, so far, three episodes in, looking good uh-huh. so far. Kind of too early to really tell a direction yet, but yeah. I'm interested. There's, Like I said, similar to how we feel about Control, is they're dropping hints about where it could go in a manner that definitely got our attention. Yeah, now those two things are competing for our attention with our limited time frames. Yeah, which is... So we can do things. Which is sad. <laughs> that is sad. But yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yep. I don't know if there's anything else Uh. Kaz, do you have any final thoughts? Yeah, there's an anime getting a massive reboot. Digimon Adventure. 
Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I also found out that Log Horizon's getting a third season. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, yeah. And everyone's, wait- been- everyone's been waiting for that one. I'm still waiting for Spice and Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, they're rebooting Digimon Adventure completely, so they're just milking it more. Which kind of uh, pushes the issue of they might end up, uh, you know, kind of overriding the original series and pushing it out of memory, even though it'll probably be better. Because the yeah, last, we'll see the last bunch of uh, Digimon series have not hit the mark in the West especially. Yeah. I'll just drop that in the chat. Remember Finally I said it found doesn't come it. up on this one. Yeah. It does its own thing. And there's also, of course... The animation, look, uh, the the art style looks really good. Yeah, there's also the Digimon... So... At least they look like the original characters. Yeah. But there's also the whole end of Digimon Adventure movies coming out this year. Hmm. Which uh, people are concerned about. People are concerned because of some of the stuff they've been saying, so we'll see how that goes. Mm. Nice. Alright, uh, my final thought is that, you know, again, I've got Control to play, I've got Modern Warfare to play, uh, then there's an infinite number of backlog for anime to watch. I've actually been playing Dark games God. too. Ooh, you have been. Yeah. Mum, uh, nice. Mum bought me Pokemon Sword on the Saturday... Uh, sorry, the was it the Saturday? I can't remember if it was the Saturday when we I put Dylan was. down. It was the Saturday. Was it yep. the same night when we put him down? I believe so. Yeah, Mum got me Pokemon Sword delivered to the house during the day. I was like, yeah, I won't, um, think I'm going to buy it. She would not let me pay for it. <laughs> so I've been playing that quite a lot. And in my opinion, it is far too short. It is too short, but it is still good for what it is. Yeah. Though the raid system needs overhauling badly. It's not so much the raid system as it's the NPCs that they spawn in for you when you It's not just that, player. it's the what the variety of what you're getting <laughs> on raids. Like I really hope when yeah. they put the DLC in, the amount the raids even for free people will change a lot. I hope so. And be a lot more varied. Yeah, my main issue with the raids is the NPCs being really stupid. Oh yeah, there's that as well. Like if you've not got an online pass and you play the game solo, you have no chance at five-star raids. Oh, yeah. Unless you get sheer dumb luck on your side. Or mm. something that's not as defensively capable. But when you get five-star colossal raids, those things shield immediately, and they're a pain in the ass to deal with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I re- and the online itself, when you connect it to the internet for raiding, it lags a lot. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they really need to improve the wild area on that sort of stuff. Uh-huh. It is a good game, but it is I'd- too short. I would just be happier if they didn't have XP all for everything. Yeah, yeah that kind of gets annoying because... Evolution, uh, sorry, effort values are tied into that, so you get a load of random effort value shit on your Pokemon. And by the time you realise it, they're all like level 60 plus and beating the champion, so you're not going to turn it around too well. Yep. So therefore, you're losing out on your stats. Yep, it is a thing. Uh, Dark God, final thoughts. Teffy's being really adorable. Teffy is being adorable. 
How about food? Is that a good final thought? Oh, yeah. That's a good final thought. All right. I believe that is all we have. The next show should, unless there's a disaster pending, be recorded in two weeks. That puts us at around February 12th, give or take, plus or minus. Uh, probably more information closer till, <laughs> closer to that point, probably in the Discord is when we'll release it. I don't believe there's anything else. Can you think of anything? Yeah, recording uh, that near to lovey bullshit. Yeah, doesn't oh, be anything to me. Day, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> think of how I feel. <laughs> yeah, and I don't... I feel sorry for you. Yep. And I don't believe there is anything else. So, until next time, don't choke the chocobo. Bye. See you later. Bye now. Bye now.